Hello and welcome to the Everything Is Black and White podcast. Andrew Musco for you, and it's time for a match review. Newcastle have drawn 1 1 with Manchester United up at St James's Park in a game in which many will feel Newcastle should have taken all three points, and it's quite refreshing to be able to say that given how Newcastle have performed this year, not just this campaign, and given the trouble they find themselves in, to say that they should have picked up all three points and that we're sitting here frustrated, I think is a sign of how far this Eddie Howe side has come. We will discuss, obviously, tonight's game, picking out the positives and the negatives, but to be fair, very few negatives, if any at all, to point out because it was such a good performance all round by Newcastle United, who just outperformed Manchester United and did so with 30% possession, which is which is amazing, really. Um, but before we get on to tonight's game, lots of discussion on social media to whether Newcastle will want the Everton game to go ahead. Eddie Howe confirmed there is COVID within the Newcastle United camp. Obviously, Everton have been suffering with that of late and haven't played in quite a few weeks. Given that Callum Wilson and Alan St. Maxwell both went off tonight with muscle injuries, they're unlikely, I would say, to be back in time for this Everton game if it does go ahead. A lot of people on social media saying, well, maybe... A two-week break wouldn't be the worst thing, or at least a break for this Everton game wouldn't be the worst thing. But for me, I think given tonight's performance, it will have upped the level of happiness and positivity within the camp, even though they didn't win. You know, the fan base will be feeling good. The players, I think, will be feeling good despite the injuries. Eddie Howe and his staff will be feeling happy as well. And I think you want to you want to ride that wave of momentum. And Everton, okay, they've had a break, but they've been missing players. Benitez hasn't had the chance to work on the training pitch with probably all his squad to, to iron out the issues he's currently got in his side. They haven't been in the, the best run of form before they've had the break. So I think it's a good time to play Everton. I think even with Newcastle probably missing Callum Wilson and Alan St. Maxwell, it's a good time for Newcastle to play Everton and, and build on the performance against Manchester United, get three points, kick off the air with a win and then go from there, go into January, you know, signing new players, but also facing that there were sides around you with three points in your back pocket. And for me, I know St. Maxwell and Callum Wilson, it goes without saying on Newcastle's two best players, but there was enough tonight to suggest Newcastle can handle them not being in the squad for a, a game or so. Obviously, you want your best players in, in, in your squad and you want them fit and firing and it was gutting to see both players go off and of course there is a concern there but I thought Almiron came off the bench he very nearly won it for Manchester United he had a, a good performance in the, in the minutes he did get uh, Dwight Gale came off okay, didn't get any opportunities but plenty of running I think once he gets up to scratch I think Everton's a really good opportunity for him to, to, to grab a goal or two because Everton's defence is vulnerable they're not very good at the back it's not a Rafa Benitez defence that we come to expect from one of his sides so I think there's enough positives to take into that Everton game. As long as Newcastle don't suffer any more COVID issues, you know there were enough players missing tonight with the illness, with uh, who you know either isolated or caught the virus. We don't know exactly. As long as it's Newcastle have got the same squad to choose from, I think you want that game on, and I think Newcastle stand an excellent chance of winning it. On tonight's game, as I said, brilliant. And there is a frustration Newcastle have not picked up all three points. You know, it was entertaining. Defensively, they were much better going forward. They're improving every single week. Joe Linton, what more can you say about the man? I'm running out of positive things to say about him because week in, 
week out, he's just getting better. He's getting stronger. He's getting more aggressive. He's picking the pass. You know, he topped the charts for Newcastle United in most areas tonight, which was absolutely brilliant. He created three chances, four interceptions. He won possession 11 times, had 63 chances, and only Emil Kraft made more tackles than him. He was all over the pitch, box to box. The heat map is on fire for him. Another really good performance, one man of the match, and it's amazing to see him to 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 have been turned into this midfield enforcer. And again, you know, he said in his post match interview, you look towards the next game, and I think he'll want to continue playing week in week out if it's if it's possible to keep building on this brilliant form. Now the game itself, Alan St. Maxim took the lead for Newcastle United. Seven minutes on the clock, it was a goal that kind of summed up Alan St. Maximum for me. Not a goal he really should score. He skips past a couple of players, and as he's falling backwards, he manages to get the shot off and it hits the back of the net. How he managed to get enough power and then the direction, only he will know he's that talented. It was a really good finish. But what I liked about it was Sean Longstaff back in pressing Manchester United and that's what Newcastle did really well in the first half they pressed Manchester United into making mistakes didn't give them time to breathe on the ball Man United couldn't handle it and this is why this goal came from Sean Langstaff pressed the, the defender into making a mistake got the ball passes it to St Maxman who, who does the rest and we saw throughout the first half Newcastle just pressing, pressing, pressing and Man United just didn't know how to weren't given enough time and space to play their game and Newcastle could have had a few more goals in the first half. They had their chances. I mean, we've mentioned there Joe Linton, who time and time again was winning the ball and just carrying Newcastle United forward. Shelby had a chance. He fired from the edge of the box. He forced to get into a decent enough save. Um, there was a ball over the box to uh, Callum Wilson. Callum Wilson had the ball in the back of the net. Alan St. Maximum setting up. Unfortunately, he was offside, but... It was a warning sign for my United that Newcastle weren't just going to settle for one goal. They wanted a second. And then disaster struck. Callum Wilson goes off with, or at least goes down with a muscle injury. He goes off at half-time. And there is concern that it could be a serious one. Obviously, they've not had time to assess it yet, but Eddie Howe did say he was, he was concerned. Speaking after the game to reporters, disguised sports, he, Wilson... Doesn't matter, Donna. He then goes down. The initial thought was he's being kicked. I think he even got a free kick for it. Replays actually showed he just went down, which is even more concerning. Something seemed to give away. There was an initial fear that it was his knee. Thankfully, it looks not to have been. It looks like a muscle injury. He was rubbing his calf, so they'll assess that. They'll see the damage. Hopefully, it won't be too bad, but I wouldn't think he'll be available for the game against Everton, which is a, a real shame. Um, at half time, Murphy comes on for Wilson, and St. Maximum goes into a central. My United was so rattled to, to bring on two subs, which is shows you just what uh, they thought about the, the first half performance. Cavani and Sancho came on for Fred and, and Greenwood, and of course, Cavani ended up getting the, the equaliser, didn't he? He's such a good player for his age, and it really, he probably made the difference for Manchester United, and we'll, we'll get onto that later in the review but right from the kickoff you know you've suffered the blow of Callum Wilson going off so you've had to have a little formation change you know you, you could be down you know it, it wouldn't have probably been the, the, I mean, the kind of the, 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 the best place to have been at half time that dressing room because 
you're losing your best player and that will affect players. But they came out, Newcastle, and they nearly got a second. And really, it should have been 2 0. Ball in from the right, and Alan St. Maxman, maybe three, four yards out, just doesn't get enough contact on it. And he pokes it towards goal. De Gea has to stretch. He makes a good save. But when you're that close to the goal, when you're a player of that quality and you get that chance, you've got to put that away. Maybe he saw it late and it was more of a reactive effort. But hey, you know, he should have scored. But that's football. The best players will miss chances. Hopefully, when the season ends, it's not a chance Newcastle look back on and think that could have been the two points that keep us up. But there were other chances Newcastle had had in that second half that really could have won the game. And we'll again, we'll get on to them later on in, in the show. Newcastle handled Manchester United very well. I thought my United struggled to get into another gear. Marks Rashford tested Dubravka from, from a long range effort. But you could see the frustration building. That effort was nothing really to write home about. Decent enough save, but it, you know you expect Dubravka to make it. Ronaldo ended up getting booked for kicking out of Fraser. To me, that should have maybe gone to VAR. I'm not sure if it did because you know he he wipes him out and then he swings his 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 trailing foot. And I thought he was very lucky just to get booked. You could see the frustration building at the the lack of service. None of the passes were coming off. He was just getting a bit whingy. I think Gary Neville described him at half time. Really interesting to watch a player of his quality just getting frustrated. Newcastle making him frustrated. You know, they were just, yeah, not allowing him to to do what he likes to do, which was which was really good to see. Um, there was a moment Newcastle countered. Julian carried the ball a good few yards, which he's done in recent games, and that's been really key to this kind of transformation of Julian. His his confidence to pick up the ball and drive forward and bring other players into play, which we, we never saw in previous years of him being at, at the club. It's only since Eddie Howe's come in and, and, and turned him into this this midfield enforcer. Really interesting interview on Sky Sports where Eddie Howe says it came out of that Norwich game when Newcastle were down to 10 men, where they had to be a bit more defensive. And Joe Linton was played in a more defensive role. And he performed really well. And here we are a few weeks later describing him as this midfield enforcer and actually looking like he's worth every penny of that £40 million. If he'd spent £40 million on Joe Linton and he's been performing like he has done the in the last few weeks, you'd say, yeah, bargain, absolute bargain. It's great to see. Really pleased for the lad. Anyway, he carried the ball forward, passes it right to Ryan Fraser and Fraser forces the gear into a, a good save. Maybe it was meant to go across to the far post but end up getting one on target and forcing a good save he went down in the immediate aftermath of that wanted a penalty he went to ball but he wasn't going to get anything um it would have been a very soft penalty then jacob murphy flashed one wide no one gambling there and that's maybe when your castle need to look at in january because with um with Callum Wilson injured, there's no one of his quality no one of his kind of mindset to be there ready to gamble and it was a shame because it was a lovely little cross and maybe if Cal Wilson had been on the pitch, he would have gambled and, and, and got there at that point. Dwight Gale wasn't on the pitch. Um, and then Cavani grabs the leveller, the equaliser. And it's frustrate, frustrating really from a defensive point of view and it's probably the only negative to pick out was that he was allowed to drop off the centre-backs. He punishes Newcastle. Very experienced striker, you know, he's one of the best in the business, even at his age, was he, 30, 35, 36, you know, he's still one of the best in the game. 
He runs into the box and just hangs back off the defence. The ball's pulled back. Kavari takes one shot. It's blocked. And then he pokes it home. If you've been critical, you say, well, maybe LaSalle should have followed the man. But I don't know, that's a bit harsh. Let us let me know in the comments if you do think so. Either way, you know, Cavani ends up putting the ball in the back of the net. And at that point, you think, well, are Newcastle going to crumble here? On the previous managers, they, they may have done so. But no, the crowd whipped them up. And um, Alan St. Maxman tested again the moments after. Then Miggy comes on for Ryan Fraser. And Newcastle, in truth, had the, the better chances to win this game. And only good saves from De Gea stopped Newcastle from doing so. Uh, you know there was a bit, there was a few nervous moments from Newcastle, which allowed Manchester United, but it was of their own doing that Manchester United were allowed in. So for example, Dubravka and Lasalle's having a bit of a communication issue with the ball from the left, and Cavani was allowed to very nearly make it two one. Lasalle should have dealt with it. Dubravka could have dealt with it as it was. Cavani got in, he chipped it over. Dubravka and thankfully Lasalle was there to clear it off. But those communication issues there again. Look, the defence performed very well tonight, but it's these little mistakes that they need to try and eradicate fully from their game. They got away with that one. And they were looking more dangerous Newcastle, but then, unfortunately, Anson Maxim pulls up with 82 minutes on the clock. Absolute nightmare, given Callum Wilson has just gone off as well. And another muscle injury, and they're always the dangerous ones. So Newcastle will assess that, they'll see the damage. Eddie Howe says it doesn't look as serious as Callum Wilson's, but you know, a muscle injury is still pretty, pretty worrying, especially with someone like Alan St. Maxman, whose game is built around speed, and obviously the muscles there are very important. It looked like his hamstring and instantly pulls up, and you knew he was just coming off. Dwight Gale comes on, not the easiest attack for Dwight Gill. He's barely played football this season. I'm not even going to top up how many minutes he's played because I'm sure it's in single figures. Very difficult for him to come off the bench but professional footballer he's got to be ready to do so and seize the opportunity didn't get a chance you know he's still a very good goal scorer and I don't think him not playing is any anything to do with his lack of talent or ability it's just you know the opportunities haven't been there for him to, to be introduced to games plenty of running I think Everton's a really good opportunity for him if the game does go ahead I think yeah I would like to see him start to, to as I've said earlier in the show to test that Everton defence because I think if he does get a chance in and around the box it's on target it's in the back of the net I think I think he's a good good enough striker to to really hurt Everton um and Newcastle had the better opportunities Murphy smashes one against the post to to here was was beating all ends up and then the ball falls style Muon on the edge of the box he's 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 passed I think it's Longstaff actually who by the way came in today had an absolutely storming game you know, Jalinton, man of the match, but Sean Longstaff not far behind him. He was everywhere, Sean Longstaff. Almiron, edge of the box, takes touch, left foot, and you think this one's in. De Gea tips it over. Really, really good save. And Newcastle were unfortunate not to pick up all three points with that because that would have set St James's Park like the roof would have come off. The fans were waving flags and they were cheering and they were driving Newcastle forward. And if that had gone in, the noise would have been something special. There was effort from Joe Linton, um, blocked on the edge of the box. He wanted a handball, went to VAR, nothing was given, would have been harsh. And then oh, the moment right at the end, everyone's heart was probably in the mouth. The ball into the box, Dubravka goes to catch it. He does so, you think, brilliant sword. As he comes down, he drops it. He rushes to the edge of the box. Cavani chips him. Thankfully, Fabian shares there to clear it. 
but goodness me, it was a nervous, nervous moment because Newcastle performed so well. They you know they they kept the lead for more than an hour, and then they, yes, they conceded, but they went forward and very nearly won the game. And then if they'd lost the game to that mistake, it would have been absolutely good. But it would have summed up Newcastle's season so far. You know, conceding goals in which are their 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 own mistakes are costing them. And interestingly, on conceding goals, they've conceded eighty now in twenty twenty one. The last time that happened was in 1985 and that was West Brom who conceded that many in the top flight. So that is a scary, a scary start. We know the defence needs needs uh, improving, needs additions, but they did perform really well tonight. The defence, I thought, uh, was a little bit worried given the talent Manchester United have, but they held their own and for large parts, if not most of the game, if not all of the game, really, minus the mistakes there that I've just mentioned, they were very, very good. And... Yeah, there's a frustration tonight. Newcastle didn't get all three points. And the important thing now is that they build on this because we can't be singing the praises of this performance if they don't go out and beat other teams because you know Newcastle need to pick up wins. Brilliant performance, but Newcastle need a win. So we need now to see this on a consistent basis. Hopefully tonight was the night it clicked and we're talking about Newcastle just being unfortunate in front of goal. And we see in January them picking up all them important wins. And I think they can. I think if they can replicate what we saw tonight against Manchester United and, and Newcastle have set the bar now, that is the performance we need to see week in. That is the performance we know they can put in. So we need to see that on a more consistent basis You know, against the likes of Watford, it likes against the Southampton. Newcastle can get themselves out of trouble. Brilliant. Yeah, a few more additions in January as well will we'll help that. But all in all, a brilliant night in James's Park. The crowd, brilliant again. Joe Linton, brilliant. Sean Longstaff came in. Very good game. Kraft came in. I thought he was excellent. You know, he's another one who's had criticism from some sections of fans, but he came in and he performed really well against some really good players tonight. So really how Manchester turned him into a, a, a decent right back. That might even be better than the Joe Linton transformation. Yes, the results and the performance tainted a little bit by St. Maxman and Cal Wilson going off injured. But look, let's look at the positives. They looked threatening even without those players on the pitch. So plenty for Newcastle tonight to build on. Head over to chroniclelive.co.uk to keep up date with all the latest Newcastle United news, including Eddie Howe's reaction to tonight and plenty of analysis. And please remember to like and to subscribe to the Everything is Black and White podcast.